At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. Yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, in case you missed it, uh, Kelly with the outlandish uh, claim that he invented the question mark. Not quite that outlandish. <laughs> but we were talking about the, uh, the Lakers in the first four games of this season having the worst span of any four games in any NBA season of any team in terms of their three-point shooting percentage, 22.3% from the three-point, uh, from behind the arc this year. 22.3%. 22.3. Kelly. It's not good. Kelly, very inspired by this, then said out loud here on the show, you give me 100 shots, I will make 23 of them, and I immediately max bed the under on that. Yeah, everybody has. So now you, and then the problem is not the problem, but you also have a list of stipulations that you have that you require. See, this this has some history. Matt Brown, Kelly, and I, and Danielle, we used to do a little show called Primetime Action here. And Matt Brown, who'll be on the show a little later, by the way, Adam Burke will be here. Matt Brown, uh, Mina Kimes later this hour. Matt Brown was going to join us to give us his football picks. Matt Brown got upset when all these place kickers in the NFL started missing these extra points and these chip shot field goals. And is that what, how it started? I don't even remember. This how is it how started. they started. So he said, "Oh, this is no problem." Well, what was his? What were his terms? Oh, we'll have to ask him again. Okay, so it was forty-three yards, I believe, with his with his with his stri- right with leg. his right leg, and then he and then he would kick a NFL extra point left footed, left footed, which to which we said, "No, you can't." Correct. And he slow played us through the history of primetime action. It never happened. Oh, man. He, he bought a football. He wanted an NFL regulation football that he bought. And then he, and then he made poor Wyatt Tomchak, great associate producer of this fine yeah. show now. Yeah. He made him take it to the UNLV uh, sports depart- management department or whatever. Work the ball in. Buff it and wor- work the ball in or whatever so it's perfect. You guys with your stipulations, because he's from Louisiana. He bought like, shoes. The climate had to be perfect. Oh, yeah, we were going to do it this past summer. Okay. He needed here's, the summer. Here's the thing. We're going to give all you guys your stipulations, and we're going to have, like, a park day where we make yeah, all yeah. these bets. We're going to sell tickets. Well, that's what it was. Primetime action day in the park. It just never happened. <laughs> so we're going to do it. We're going to do a combined thing. We'll ask if Matt wants to do it. But, but I'm going under on your— Shoot, I've, I've got a free throw one that— that uh, Oh, yeah, you have 100 that free harkens throws. back to the green zone days. Violation. <laughs> 
Yeah. That so Adam we, Candy and Matt, uh, Matt Brown bet me on that one. Oh, y'all making making claims. We got to we got to make these bets come. Yeah, hey, I got TMZ it. breaking news. Entertainment tonight. Tom Brady and Giselle Bündchen have reached a settlement and ending their marriage and divorce documents will be formally filed today. Sources tell TMZ. Well, so you got that going on. There it is. If you care to know about that. Other NFL news to know this weekend. Russell Wilson will get the start for the Broncos. Uh, and Corey Davis officially ruled out for week eight. Elijah Moore will play for the Jets. Also, the Bengals uh, and Jamar Chase. This kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, it sure did. Uh, J- Jamar Chase expected to miss four to six weeks because of a hip injury. Things I'd like to have known before I bet the Bengals. Yeah, that I uh, before I bet them rather heavily, Gil. <laughs> before I put Kelly's like before I pushed it all into the center of the table. And then I had that moment uh, yesterday where I'm like, all right, three and a half, three and a half, go, 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 and I'm like, no, they're all. Uh, Fox Sports Ralph Vacciano also reporting the Giants have, quote, particular interest, unquote, in acquiring Jerry Judy before the NFL's November 1st trade deadline. So I'm going to ask Mina about uh, Russell Wilson, about her Seahawks. I'd really love to know how, how many guys on the Broncos are on the trading block right now because we keep hearing reports, Hamler, Judy. Yeah. There's some names being thrown around, and I, I don't know. I think uh, – we talked about that fewest wins in the NFL. Do I really think it's going to be the Broncos? Probably not, but there might be some value on that number. One more probing question about the Broncos. The Russell Wilson knee kick thing on the airplane, right? You heard about that on yeah. the trip to London? Is he like is he purposely trying to be dorky and stuff now? Like has he has he repurposed this like, all right, I am a total dork. So let me just do the most ridiculous things possible to annoy everybody. Cuz it seems like uh, that it kind of seems like that. Also, also I, no one I, can be this dorky. I've been right? booking Eric Eager for shows for like five years. That was the funniest line he's ever said on the air. Eric, about- Eric Eager, not known for his comedic <laughs> takes. <laughs> we can say that. Do, do yeah. I, he somehow beats out the what do you say? He somehow beats out the dorkiest Bronco in the history of the team, Tim Tebow. Yeah. I was like, so, wow, wow, that is so true. You got Eager going after you. Justin Tucker took a shot at him last night. Oh, did, did you see he? that video at all? No, I didn't. So I don't, I don't know what Raven what Ravens player was rolling on the team flight home. I guess, and uh, they were like, hey, Justin, what are you doing? He's sitting down and. It's like, I don't know, but Lamar's back there doing high knees uh, uh, through the uh, plane. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Tucker, you see the, uh, this. Uh, didn't, I don't know if it happened last night, but the last couple Amazon games. Was it Amazon? Might have been Monday night. I, whatever, the primetime games. They've started interviewing kickers like they interviewed Tucker one night. Um, who was it the other one? Who was hurt? Um, and he couldn't. It was the, the kid. For, oh, uh, Dustin Hopkins uh, was hurt, and they interviewed him after the game. Kicker interviews are a little different. They like, got to be prepared for those. That's a little different kind of uh, feel to them. Was than, uh, Tucker's? What do you mean? Was Tucker's tu- bad last night? I didn't no, see. No, it. it wasn't last night. I'm saying Tucker's like a genius. Tucker, like the last time Baltimore was on, and they interviewed him. It was like this, <laughs> this word salad dissertation of God knows what. I was like, okay, that's maybe move. Uh, all now. I know is if you're bored today, go watch yeah. Ju- go watch Justin Tucker sing opera on YouTube and really? be blown away. Oh, oh wow. yeah, he is like a professional opera singer. That dude's awesome. There was a New York Times Magazine article about his kicking technique and how he thinks it's amazing. Amazing. That's what, I'm surprised to hear you say that because he's known as a very, very intelligent oh, uh, human being. I'm not saying he wasn't. He was fabulous. It was just like the networks just have to be ready for, oh, this didn't go the way. It, was, it wasn't the standard, yeah, you know, we just try to win it this way, taking one game, and it was like this dissertation. They're like, okay, that's quite enough. <laughs> if Justin. I was an NFL kicker, I feel like I'd be ready for any interview. I'd be like, hey, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, like I'll talk to you. Um, here are the bets that we have that we've already made. 
And these will reflect, by the way, my uh, Circa Millions picks also. So Baltimore was one of them yesterday. And, yes, I got the worst of it and got home. Baltimore minus two was a bet that I had. I also Baltimore as my two-team teaser leg, uh, part of uh, the, the one leg in the two-team teaser leg, along with the Jets, which kind of counters a little bit of what Dr. Bob was saying. They both could hit, I suppose, his Patriots straight up in my Jets teaser leg. But that's my teaser leg of the week, or my teaser play of the week, Ravens-Jets. The other ones that I have, the Bengals without Jamar Chase now, minus three. The Seahawks, again, the the Ravens, by the way, yeah, the Ravens from last night, minus two. So the Ravens, Seahawks, and Bengals were the three that I loved from guessing lines. And those were the very first three bets I made immediately after guessing lines, which is why I got the worst of the number for the Ravens. Seahawks minus three, Bengals minus three. I just think the Seahawks... Or to use the Paul Carlin, I just think they're a better football team than the Giants. Apologies to the New York Giants and their one-loss record. But I just think they are. And, again, Pete Carroll, best bet on the board in the coach of so the year. So I'm staying far away from that game. I feel yeah. like I feel like everybody's got a take on that game, one, mm. one side or the other. I, I respect that both of these teams have surprised me a bit. I think, I think yes, Pete, I think both these guys are probably the top two, actually, coaches of the year so far. The coach far. of the year bowl. Um, yeah. Both teams playing impressive. You could absolutely say the Giants have have uh, have played. They're going to level back out with some of the some of these wins they're getting that probably they shouldn't be getting. But I'm staying away from this game, Gil. I, I got too much respect for these two coaches right now. Got the Falcons laid the points against the Panthers, who I do believe seriously is the worst team in football. Even though they beat the Bucks twenty-one to three last they are. last week and crushed them. And then I got the uh, the commodes. I got the taco holders plus three. Washington Commodores plus three against the Indianapolis Colts and Sam Ellinger, who, you know, I loved Sam Ellinger in college, loved betting on him, hated betting against him because he just tuck it under and run. Man, was he good at Texas. But he loved his whole life waiting to be the quarterback at the University of Texas. Uh, is it? Is it, you know, are you going to go broke betting against uh, quarterbacks playing in their very first game? You are not. I'm taking the, uh, the Washington football team at plus three. Those are those are the ones I've already made, and the Ravens coming off the heels of the Ravens win last night. What do you got? Yeah, for me, a uh, small card this week. I've got the let's see, Vikings. I laid three with them. I actually bought the half point. I'm on the other side of that. I've heard a lot of people on the Cardinals this week. Well, you know, I'm Captain Viking here, leading the uh, leading the Viking. ship. Uh, but coming off a of bye, man. Look, I, I don't know what we we all want to say they're overrated. But they beat the teams that are put in front of them, and they keep doing it. At the Dolphins, I mean, it's the Bears, it's the Saints, it's the Lions. Eagles took them. They've got the Packers in week one. Has it been a murderer's row? No, it hasn't. But I still like this team. I think we're getting too excited about the Cardinals uh, Cardinals right now. Yes, Hopkins coming back is huge. I'm not, I'm not discounting that fact. They looked like a different team last Thursday night. But do they still look like a great team to me? No. Vikings off a of bye week. I still like them here. About to half point, laying three with them. Uh, the two other bets I've got, Titans, I, I finally uh, bet this yesterday. Money line. still don't really know the status of Ryan Tannehill. I don't know that I really care because I've been sitting here bashing Ryan Tannehill for years now, basically, as a quarterback anyways. So, whatever. Uh, money line, minus 130 against the Texans. And then, yeah, that Bengals minus three bet that uh, – I would have liked to buy, off, buy bought off of a little bit with the three and a half yesterday, but I missed that opportunity, Gil. So we're rolling with it. Still think the uh, the Bengals still have a deep, 
talented wide receiving core. That don't get, is Jamar Chase one of the best in the NFL? And the him not being there going to hurt them? Of course, it's going to hurt them. But they do have enough talented wide receivers that it might not matter in a game yep. like this. Might not matter in a game like this. Higgins and Boyd have been fabulous, also. So those are the uh, those are the plays we have. Do you think you'll add any, or you think you're sticking with that this week? I don't really. The other ones I've got uh, circled. I, I, I will say the Giants. Uh, the Giants. Uh, Seahawks game at total on the game's interesting me a bit. I'm kind of liking the over on it. That's one I might end up firing on. I want to do something with the Falcons. Did you play, did you play the Falcons? Was yes, that I did. Teams? Yes, yeah, I, they, did. I don't know if I'm going to lay the, the points straight up, or I might tie them into a money line parlay or something like that. Might be a cross sport parlay with NBA or something. I've got them circled. They'll probably end up doing something with them this yeah, week. Yeah, I took the Falcons. I took oh. the favorite, or as Kevin Hart calls them, the overdog. That's the what overdog, I took. Yeah. yeah. The, the other one, I, the Raiders. I, I got to keep an eye on these injury reports, but the the Saints are banged up again. I might take the Raiders on the road. Did no one vet that commercial with the overdog thing? Or is that like, was there a joke in there? I don't know. Okay. Or what about the Tom Brady, like, Morgan Freeman one? We could go on forever. I don't get uh, that yeah. one either. Well, I thought those kids would be married forever. Well, said it wouldn't last. Guess it didn't. Coming back, Adam Burke on the World Series next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game, proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Kill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the house. And ladies and gentlemen, kind enough to roll into the studio. It's our own Adam Burke. How you doing, Adam? Good. I'm good. I gotta say, after watching again last night, I can't believe that Tom Brady gave up Giselle for this. <laughs> it's especially know, now that's going to be official today. Apparently, according to Kelly's breaking news update from TMZ. That's right. Kelly is TMZ. I'm starting an entertainment uh, show here on uh, Visa. <laughs> it's gonna be hot. <laughs> That'd be great. Says Paris Hilton. Um, yeah, like uh, you can't help but watch him and think to himself, think to yourself, boy, would he like to have this back. Yeah, like if you really gave him truth serum, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But I would. I did. The thought did occur to me last night. I was like, if you gave him truth serum, would he like to have this whole season back, stay in retirement, 
He had like he had to have at this point, right? I would think so, right? I mean, he's two games under five hundred for the first time in his career, right? Yeah, and it's, only, and it's only week eight. Like this could just get significantly worse for the Buccaneers as we go forward. It's such an uncomfortable, like it's an uncomfortable thought because I've thought about this the past couple of weeks where it's like th- think about dealing with that all off season with your personal life, and then this guy is losing who's not used to losing. Like it is, we we talk about mental health and stuff, and and dude's got money. I know there's, I know there's ten million reasons not to feel bad for Tom Brady, but like, feel a little bad for the guy right now. This is a lot to go through. Looks sad, looks gone. You don't wish divorce on anybody. Yeah, and you think about it too. I mean, a lot of times, like you think about baseball specifically, where it's such you know an individually driven sport. You don't know what anybody's going through. You have no idea what some of those players are going through. With Tom Brady, it's just exceptionally public. So not only does he have to deal with it behind the scenes, but also everything in front of the scenes. Imagine if everything, your day-to-day, back and forth with your wife, imagine if that just got publicized, Adam. No. All the the time. Fortunately, I'm not that interesting, that rich, or that good-looking, so I don't have to worry about it. Oh, you're all those things, Adam Burke. (laughs) You're all those things. I I love the camera just zooming in on me now as I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Great sense of humor downstairs, everybody. (laughs) I like that we say that, Gil, but however we've... Uh, That's our social clip for the day. <laughs> however, we've put, we've put Will Hill's uh, uh, yeah. family life on blast today <laughs> and Paul Spores yesterday. <laughs> Paul Spores is still the best with the AirPods in That's the movie great. theater. And like, Paul, yeah. he, she knows. She, she knows, know. Paul. She, does, she doesn't know. She knows. She knew the whole time. People on Twitter, she knows, Paul. Um, you write an article every day here at VEASAN.com. Share with us what it is about every single day. Yeah, I write a few different things uh, over at VEASAN, and uh, I'll actually be working on some conferences for our college basketball betting guide, which nice. uh, all the edits are due in next week, and then we'll have that guide released uh, at the start of the season here. But I got a write-up for today for Game 1. I also did a series preview uh, for the World Series between the Phillies and the Astros, so you can check that out over at VEASAN.com. Uh, there's a sharp roundtable for college football that I do as well. A lot of stuff going on over at the website. A lot of good content. JVT doing his daily NBA stuff. Andy McNeil, friend of the show, of course, doing daily NHL. So a lot of great content over at the website for everybody to check out right now. Andy McNeil was uh, texting me to play some in-game hockey last night. Caps. Uh, and then the Caps just had this horrible, horrible play on defense where they just like basically gave up the puck. So that went by the wayside. But, yes, all of our experts – uh, at VEASAN.com, including the great Adam Burke. Uh, let's start with the World Series. It is game one tonight between the Phillies and the Astros. NOLA against Verlander. It ends up being NOLA. Minus 160 on the Astros. The series price is about minus 180-ish, but, you know, give or take a few. I always shop around for these. Where do you stand on the series in general? Where do you stand on game one? Yeah, so for the series price, I mean, I it would take a lot for Philadelphia to beat Houston. It would take a lot for anybody to beat Houston, I feel like, at this point in time. The Dodgers were the only team I felt like coming into the season that had a really good chance of doing it, and of course they're out. So, you know, I like the Astros. I laid the minus one eighty, minus one eighty five in that range. I still think that you know if you can if you find minus one ninety, I think that's okay too. I just I don't see Philadelphia beating. I don't see Philadelphia beating Houston four times. I, I just really truly don't. Yeah, I I don't either. Now, would it shock me if they did? No, because it's baseball. Right. Yeah. And and they do have Nola and they do have Wheeler and there's so you always you know you look good there if you have a one two in any series in a postseason, but uh, yeah you're not racing to bet uh, 
anything specific here on either side? Because it's priced pretty accordingly. No, and I mean, look, yeah. I played Astros in four and Astros in five against the Yankees, and obviously they were able to yep. finish off that sweep. And and I mean, look, the, the Mariners did you know take the Astros to the ropes. I mean, Seattle should have won game one. Game three, of course, went 17 scoreless innings before the Astros won it. But it's just every pitcher on this staff is is basically above average. You know, their bullpen is very, very strong. And the thing that's really concerning here about this series for the Phillies is that the Astros, you know, I talked about this in, in the Astros-Yankees series. The Astros effectively have the same strikeout percentage as the Guardians, but they just hit for power. Mm-hmm. They put a ton of balls in play, and they're able to drive the baseball. And the Phillies, we've seen this, and they've overcome it in the playoffs here to this point. They're not a good defensive team. They have not been a good defensive team all year long. They've gotten pretty fortunate that their blunders in the field haven't come back to hurt them in the postseason. They also haven't faced a lineup like the Astros that combines hitting for power along with making a ton of contact. So I just think this is a pretty bad matchup for Philadelphia in the sense that you know they don't strike out batters at the same rate that the Astros do, and the Astros don't strike out at the same rate that the Phillies do, and those extra balls in play I think make all the difference here. Do you agree with our sort of little sports talk radio moment that we had earlier, which is you know, six consecutive championship series for the Astros. It's their fourth World Series appearance during that span, but only one title thus far. They're going for their second in that span. Only one title, and that was a very tainted one. Do you agree with, if the Astros don't get it done here, their legacy is vastly different than if they do? Like, this is the fulcrum World Series for how history will view them. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, you know, we talk about this all the time. I know you and I are big on on this talking point that – the MLB playoffs are a tournament of variance, yep. right? I mean, anything can happen in small sample sizes. Over 162 games, the best teams will be the best teams. Over five or seven games, anything can happen. But with that being said, the Astros do have to win this one, I think, especially because, as you mentioned, the first one is kind of tainted. And, look, other teams were doing other things. You know, it was just that the Astros got caught, right? They got caught because they were banging a trash can too loudly. So, you know, I mean, look, but this is a great team from a player development standpoint. What they've been able to do as they've lost guys and then just replace them without missing a beat, it's almost like Alabama in college football, right? Yeah. Like, they're just recruiting four and – well, they're developing four and five stars. Well, they tanked to great success. They did. Remember how bad they were year after year after year? Yeah, but it they, helped the Royals, too. I mean, they went to back-to-back World yeah. Series after just completely bottoming out. But, I mean, think about all these guys they got, right? Correa and Bregman from mm-hmm. tanking and – Converting those into other players. Yeah, it was just brilliant in the end. No MVP bet at all? Uh, I, I have to say, I think it's kind of interesting that the second choice for the Astros is Jose Altuve, who's three for 32 in the postseason. Yes, yes he is. Uh, Jeremy Pena has been playing really, really well. He also plays a premier position there at shortstop. At 18-1, to one, uh, you know, I don't really think that, that he's that bad of a choice here. Um, and look, I mean... It's hard to take a guy like Verlander or Valdez because they might get one start each, right? I mean, Verlander's probably going to get two. Mm-hmm. I would think this series maybe goes five or more. But Valdez pitching game two, he may not throw again in this series. So I think you have to look at a position player here from the Astros' side. From the Phillies' side, look, if Aaron Nola goes out there and deals in both of his starts or Zach Wheeler does, they have a good chance. But it, it, Harper's the only guy consistently hitting for this team. Outside of Bryce Harper, the rest of the Phillies are hitting two eleven. So... Harper is just on another planet right now. And if he keeps that up, then they have a shot. So I think if you, if you want to take the Phillies, I think there's a very high likelihood that Bryce Harper is the MVP. So you might as well take the seven to one as opposed to taking the plus one fifty five plus one sixty. Think about what you just <clears throat> what you just said there, which is like we we just let it splash off us now. Besides Bryce Harper, they're hitting two eleven. Yep. Like 
10 years ago, let's just say, not even 10, we'd be like, what? Right. 211? But, you know, we no. just sort of take that for I, in stride now. Reese Hoskins is tied for the team lead with homers and five with Harper. Yeah. He has three hits otherwise. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, uh, football, NFL, what do you got this week? Well, I'm, I'm with you on the Falcons here. I Look, credit to Carolina. I mean, a nice win for them over the Buccaneers. And, and as we've seen for a few weeks in a row now, the Bucs just, they're not on the same level. They're not the same team that they've been. I'm low-key impressed with the Falcons this year. I think Art Smith's doing a really, really good job with this offense. They're running the football effectively. They're top 15 in both pass and rush DVOA on offense. They're top five in rushing offense and DVOA. They're a pretty underrated team, I think. I know defensively they have some issues, but Carolina's not a good offense. You know, I mean, they got the running game going last week somehow without Christian McCaffrey, but that felt like an outlier performance to me. I do like the Falcons laying the four here in this one. I hope people jumped on it. Look, Falcons division bet was my favorite this week when we went through divisions, and the Bucks lost yesterday means that the Falcons are in the catbird seat. I loved it, too. I've been on it since uh, May or something like that, Gil. What do you got, number Definitely on? didn't think Deshaun Watson was going there or anything. <laughs> That's right. They went 11-1 to one on them. 11-1. to one. Yeah. Could be the dumbest bet that ever wins is that, if it wins. Is that the only one you have, Falcons? Uh, I'm also on the Vikings here, minus the three and a half. Oh, I, I agree okay. with Kelly's take on that one. I mean, look, I mean, this... This Arizona defense gave up 500 yards last week. They had the two pick sixes, and it wasn't just garbage time. The Saints had 215 yards on their first three drives. So their game plan going in was really, really good. I would expect Minnesota to be very good coming off the bye here as well. So I laid the three and a half with the Vikings, which is terrifying because they play a ton of close games, but I think that's <laughs> yes. the right side. It is terrifying. All right, at Skating Tripods for uh, Adam Burke. By the way, the origins of Skating Tripods? Beer League hockey team that I played on. Beer Defunct Le- Beer League hockey team. He said defunct. Defunct. Beer league hockey team, just in case you missed what he said right there. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Adam. Great seeing you, man. Absolutely. You do, you do the show, the Ohio show with, with Parlay after this? Yes. I'm okay. looking forward to it. All right. We look forward to that. Coming back, Matt Brown's NFL Plays of the Day of the Week, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. Don't forget, VSEN Pro has its benefits. That's for sure. Um, as you can tell right there on the uh, on the screen, beautiful benefits like Pro Tools, Pro Picks at a Glance, Pro Tips. Pro Picks, daily recap of the top plays made by Visa show hosts and guests. Pro Tools, like our exclusive betting splits. Pro Tips with actionable insights to up your betting game. Deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs. Plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Everything can be yours for the rest of football season for only $99. Sign up now. Give yourself an edge. VEASAN.com uh, slash subscribe is where you go for the $99 midseason special today. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe this gentleman is uh, most famous of course for his days on primetime action oh what a program that was now he and stormy bonatoni take it to the next level the final countdown each and every monday through friday here 4 p.m eastern 1 p.m pacific storms and mateo matt brown everybody how you doing matt Doing well, guys. If you want that, uh, if you do want that Vison Pro, it'll cost you one thirty four eighty six Canadian. Uh, you know, uh, 
just yeah. like old times. Yeah. Is yeah. it true that uh, is it true that every time you uh, convert to Canadian, Stormy like her, her air you know, bubble cloud above her head goes, oh dear God. So, oh oh, they they just it has just become a favorite. <laughs> yes yeah, it's just a, a fair, yeah. it's a favorite for sure. We we passed that on. That we Stormy got that in the divorce. <laughs> oh, the divorce! I can't believe her. Uh, it's too too soon here, guys. I mean, you know, it is. Tom, Tom Brady, Giselle. I mean, come on, guys. Let's have some. Let's have some. Uh, let, let, let's let's give them their time. You know. Okay, so so let me before we get to your picks, can we just talk about this last night? Because really, yeah. we started the show by talking about this. I, I'm guessing lines. I guessed Ravens minus four and a half, and the reason for that is because and get get this, man. I want to go deep dive here. I watch the Buccaneers play yeah. football. Yeah, they are yeah. not good in any way, and it's this. I called it motor man. What I meant was it's like this muscle memory again that it's Tom Brady and they just won a Super Bowl a minute ago. But anybody who has watched any of these games, and yes, it has gotten particularly bad the last couple weeks before last night. But all season they have not been good. What did what did you make of this supposed sharp money, or at least the move, this drastic move towards the Bucks yesterday? They got to two and a half point favorites. What do you make of that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I said on the show, too, like, I didn't get it. I thought it was a little overreactionary to maybe the injury report that came out for the Ravens. But, I mean, I, you know, as soon as it as soon as it got leaked by Schefter that those guys were going to play, I came in on, on the Ravens as well. You know, I mean, I, didn't, I thought that that was clearly the side with all those guys playing. And then comes to find out the guys that I wanted to play and the reason I wanted to bet the Ravens got hurt and didn't play anyway, and they still won the they game. Still so, won. I mean, yeah. yeah, and they still won the game. So if that tells you the state of the Bucks, I mean, like I, I was waiting on three key guys to play. They all play. Two of them get re-injured, and it didn't even matter. And, yeah, when when Andrews went down, right, you were you sort of like, well – uh, they're going to have to do this without him. And like you said, they did it without yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson's favorite safety safety blanket. All right. Um, okay. Let's start with your sides this week. What do you, what do you have in pocket? What are you thinking of betting here? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, my favorite one, I think this week is going to be Miami over Detroit. And look, it, I got the flat three. It has moved to three and a half. I do understand that. I still think I would play it. At three and a half, I mean, we know how bad this defense is for Detroit, and specifically against the pass, 31st DVOA, 32nd according to pro football focus. If you look even further, 30th in success rate defense against the pass. I mean, they are really, really bad when it comes to this. And so I I see a real big advantage here for a team that when two is under center, man, they're, they're good. This offense is pretty efficient and then you look at those two receivers going up against again a horrible horrible secondary a team that does not get any pressure on the quarterback any of that stuff and Tyreek Hill leads the NFL in 10 yard receptions 10 plus yard receptions with 32 20 plus yard receptions with 12 then Jalen Waddle leads the NFL in 30 plus yard receptions and 40 plus yard receptions so you have the two receivers that lead the NFL in 10 plus 20 plus 30 plus and 40 plus yard receptions going up against a Lions defense that, again, is dead last in the NFL in drop-back EPA per play. This seems like a smash, smash spot for this Dolphins offense. And so, again, I know the three in there anymore. I'd probably still play it at three and a half. I can easily – I actually can see them winning this game by double digits. Matt doesn't like sandwich spots. He doesn't like other kinds of spots, but he likes a smash spot when he sees one yes, on a yes, football yes. schedule. It's like smash yes. spot. Smash spot. All yes. right, you and I are oppo on the Seahawks and the Giants. State your case, sir. Yeah, so this is, look, this is, so this is prove it bowl, right? I mean, like, this is two teams that everybody says is overachieving, and so it's, it's like, it's, it's prove it time. 
I dug in a little bit further here, and one, the DK Metcalf thing is certainly is certainly concerning. If he's not going to be out there, this offense is far less efficient when he's not on the field than when he is. Secondly, Geno Smith, for as good as he's been, he's not been that great against the blitz and against pressure. And the Giants blitz more than any team in the NFL. And when Geno Smith is blitzed, he actually falls down to the 22nd best quarterback in the NFL and versus pressure the 17th. Now that's not horrible by either standard, but certainly not this like top five level that he's been in basically, you know, kind of the overall standings. And so he's going to see blitz and he's going to see pressure a lot here from the giants. And is he going to be able to deal with it? He hasn't at least so far this year. And the other thing is, look, man, credit where credit's due. Whether you think he's the long-term answer, whether you think he's a good NFL quarterback or not present day, Daniel Jones, is a good NFL quarterback. Present-day Daniel Jones is an efficient NFL quarterback. Weeks four to seven, so the last four weeks when they're getting all these air-quote fake wins, right? Daniel Jones is second in the NFL in EPA plus CPOE composite, which is completion percentage over expectation to go along with EPA. He's also number one in success rate. Yes, above Joe Burrow, above Patrick Mahomes, above Josh Allen. Number one in success rate over the last four weeks in the NFL as well give credit where credit's due the guy's getting it done and he's getting it done throwing it and he's getting it done with his legs as well and i actually just think they're the better team in this game and i think that they're going to prove it and if i'm getting the full field goal i'll take the full field goal and you are getting the full field goal there so you are taking it now all three <laughs> of us are on the Bengals. i'm guessing we all three made this before the jamar chase news yes but yeah. i'm actually not that worried yeah. about it you I'm know i mean Look, here's the thing. In any against any other team, I'd be worried about it. It, it. But you know, it's the Browns' defense has been absolutely pathetic all year long. I think if they continue to do what they have been doing, guys. And listen, we said this last week when we were talking about why I, we were so on the on the Bengals last week. It's the same thing this week. They have moved exclusively to shotgun. Has made this offense exponentially more efficient. And you look, okay. Yes, Jamar Chase isn't going to be out there. But when your two secondary receivers are T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins would be the number one on half the teams in the NFL. Tyler Boyd would easily be the number two on over half the teams in the NFL. And you're getting both of those guys stepping up to go along with, you know, the complimentary pieces that they have, tight end position. Joe Mixon can catch balls out of the backfield as well. And by the way, the thing that we were worried about so much about the Bengals, right, guys? Joe Burrow's only been pressured on 19% of the plays over the last three weeks. That is the lowest rate in the NFL over that span. So they have figured something out. And yes, it is moving him into shotgun. So he's getting rid of the ball quicker. He's seeing the field better, I assume, as well. But lowest pressure rate in the league over the last three weeks as well. And that was the thing that we were so scared about with this Cincinnati team. And so we're not worried if we're not worried about that anymore and they keep the status quo. If Zach Taylor tucks his tail between his legs and goes back to what they were doing at the beginning of the season because Jamar Chase isn't out there. I don't like our bets near as much, but if he continues to do what has been working for them, then this is the key to success. And again, we talked about this last week with this defense. This defense is showing up every single week. It is the first team since 1950 to not allow a touchdown in the second half during the first seven games of the season. It's amazing. Like that, it's, it's crazy. I know we didn't think we were talking about how awesome this offense was going to be. We thought the defense would be a complimentary piece. Instead, it's been the showcase, whereas the offense has been the complimentary piece. And so I just think this is the team that's trending in the right direction. I know this is a horrible deal with Jamar Chase, but it, it, I'm sure you guys looked at it as well. 
if there was any spot on the schedule for this to go down, this would be it, right? The bye week is in there. There's easy opponents. Like this would be it for them to be able to survive this. Like, I think this is the team on the uptrend. I think they're probably the fourth or fifth best team in all the NFL right now. All right. And uh, that's Monday night, by the way, for those uh, um, who are uh, looking up there at the screen. Monday night, indeed, on that one. You have two more plays. We'll just list those because in the interest of time, I don't want to get into uh, dissertations about them. But two more plays for Mateo uh, on this. But no teasers. The two other plays, by the way. Patriots minus two. You're aligned with Dr. Bob on that. And then the Vikings minus three and a half. You're aligned with Kelly and Adam Burke on that. No teasers. Is that a new policy or just this week? No, I might get one in there. There's just a couple of games that are interesting to me that I'm waiting on some injury news that maybe could happen in this, you know, this week. Again, like we look at some of these Broncos seem like an obvious one. I know it would hurt you to pull to pull the trigger and put it in there, but like that one, you don't want to play it, but it seems like a fairly obvious one. And then you look a little bit further down and I go, how in the world could I not play? <laughs> how in the world could I not play even the 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 uh, the Saints in a spot where the Raiders might not have Devontae Adams. So I mean, you know, there's some that might make it, but haven't yet. Haven't yet. All Maybe right. they won't. Who knows? Matt, we got to run. Kelly's making yeah. outlandish three point uh, claims that he can do. Are we doing the field goal kicking three point thing? Are we doing this? I love it. I love it. Kelly, I want to hear these. I, 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 I'll text you guys offline about this. It's going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Matt Brown, everybody, with Stormy Tony. The final countdown. 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific today and every weekday here at VEASAN. Mina Kimes on the other side. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager with BetMGM, sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Want to do a little pro tip here, Kelly? You want to do it now? You want to do it later? What do you want to do? Yeah, we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is our uh, distinct pleasure to have on the show for the first time uh, and she is so great. She's on ESPN daily. It seems like 47 times a day. And she is fabulous in every one of those appearances. She is an ESPN NFL analyst. NFL Live is where you can see her among other shows. It's Mina Kimes, everybody. How you doing, Mina? Hi. I'm only on one show today. So. Oh, only one show today? Okay. I oversold one show. But we appreciate you making the time nonetheless. You can follow Mina on Twitter, at Mina Kimes, K-I-M-E-S. And I, I'm, I want to I get to your favorite team, which is the Seattle Seahawks, which you have not been shy about uh, voicing your support for over time. But let's just talk about Tom Brady for a second, Mina, and obviously uh, news of the divorce coming down today, but just the performance on the field for him and the Buccaneers in general, obviously losing again last night. Is there anything in anything you see or anything in your analysis that leads you to believe that this is easily correctable for the Buccaneers? Uh, no, sorry to say no, um, not easily correctable, largely because it's kind of a litany of issues with this offense. You know, we've been on it all year long and it just hasn't gotten better. Um, it starts with the run game, which uh, has been one of the most ineffective in football. You saw a few streaks last night, notably the first drive where it looked a little bit improved. But I think it's a combination of the the blocking and then, of course, um, Leonard Fournette, I think, not really getting the same juice that he used to. Uh, and then beyond that, so the, often they run on early downs and put themselves behind the eight ball. And then when Tom Brady drops back to pass, you know, he, he's getting the ball out super quickly, which has been the case for a couple years now. That's not terribly new. But something that struck me is when it's anything outside a quick game, so over two and a half seconds, um, he's really hurrying his throws. You know, at, at times he'll th- just drop dimes the way he used to. I think of the uh, – throw to Mike Evans and like triple coverage in the first half was perfectly placed. But for every dime, there's a, you know, an underthrown ball or a hurried pass that isn't really allowed time for the concept to develop. And I think that's something that's also hurting the Bucks offense, particularly on third down. To your Seahawks who played the giants this week, three point favorites. Now I know Mina that you don't necessarily uh, view things through a betting lens like we do here at VEASAN, but I just want to let you know the Seahawks, uh, some different markets. They're five to one, five to one odds to win the NFC West. They currently have a half game lead over the Rams, full game lead over the uh, Niners and the Cardinals. They also, if you go to the Coach of the Year market, Pete Carroll's twenty to one. And I'm just curious how you feel about your Seahawks now in the pus- in the post Russell Wilson era. Geno's been phenomenal. Where do you stand on those types of bets? Kind of juicy, huh? Yeah, you know, Coach of the Year is an interesting one, right? Because I think, you know, it's always a little bit of a narrative award and it's about expectations and improvement. Is A lot of times it goes to a coach where the roster's improved. But I think with, in Seattle's case, the reason you're probably seeing some movement there is just 
because this team has outperformed expectations so much. You know, everyone kind of anticipated this would be a rebuilding year. They were projected to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. And the fact that they look not only um, competent but competitive, I think, has taken a lot of people by surprise. I would say for Pete Carroll in particular, for me to feel confident about his name being in that um, sort of competition, uh, you'd want to see the defense continue the improvement, which they have over the last couple of weeks, given that that is his calling card. You know, the first few weeks of the season, they – playing like one of the worst units in the NFL, but it's a very young group uh, with a lot of young corners and a new scheme under new defensive coordinator, Clint Hurt. And I think they're sort of coming into their own, but you're going to want to see that continue and for them to be at least average uh, over the rest of the season. The Broncos are in London. They're taking on the Jaguars and Russell Wilson will be playing. Is there anything that you noticed even when, you know, post-injury, when he had the, when he jammed his finger and he came back, Russell Wilson, when he was still in a Seahawks uniform, and he wasn't performing well. And a lot of us um, sort of passed that off as, well, it's the injury. Maybe it's, you know, sort of a slow rebound from that. Was there anything endemic in his numbers at that point where you're like, no, actually, this just might be the new Russell Wilson? Yeah, I do think you saw some signs of decline in Russell's last two years in Seattle, which kind of suggested why the Seahawks are willing to move on. You know, uh, when the trade happened, um, I think something that was kind of maybe not misunderstood or just not mentioned that much at the time was that part of the reason Seattle, I believe, wanted to do the trade was that not necessarily just that they didn't want Russell Wilson to be their quarterback, but that they didn't want to give him the contract extension, which he, of course, got from Denver due to the timing of it all, um, just because of how his game was changing as he got a little bit older. And along those lines, I think something that you saw, um, you know, around two and a half years ago or so when defenses started playing those two high shells against Seattle, he struggled a bit um, because uh, they were taking away the deep ball and Wilson's always struggled a little bit to throw over the middle of the field, particularly in the short and intermediate areas, which tend to be open against those looks. Um, and so he would kind of force the ball downfield and you didn't see him checking down as much as probably he should have. And I think part of the reason why those struggles happen was, you know, his in the past, he has he's kind of always been that quarterback, but it's been negated by the fact that he's been able to use his legs to extend and make explosive plays and scramble. And, and you know, the last few years, he just hasn't been running the way he used to, whether it's on design runs, scrambles or just running to keep his eyes downfield and extend plays. And I think that was something that Seattle probably saw continuing. And I think we certainly see continue in Denver. Talking to Mina Kimes from ESPN, who's kind enough to join us this morning. Also, uh, Mina Kimes' show featuring Lenny, her dog, with Dominique Foxworth. Also, just a great listen, getting granular on the NFL. And let, let me just go granular macro here. As, as you sort of delve into this on a week-to-week basis, and we sort of, as we get into the crux of Week 8, what's, what's a team that you feel people aren't understanding either to the good or to the bad mean it where you're like, no, actually what's bubbling under here is something that on the surface, the average fan that just watches the ball go up and down the field doesn't really recognize. And it might be a team bubbling under, or maybe a team that's sort of primed for a downfall here. Oh gosh. Primed for a downfall. Um, you know, we, 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 we talked a little bit on my podcast this week about the Vikings and the Jets. The Vikings are 5-1, and one, but, you know, digging into it, I felt like, I don't know about this 5-1 and one record. Now, there's a lot of that going around the NFL these days. Obviously, you know, the Giants are 6-1, and one, but the Giants, I think, um, have gotten a lot more attention for their wins in close games, and people kind of have their arms around who they are in terms of their identity on offense. Whereas, 
I feel like the Vikings have actually underperformed. Um, you know, something that really struck me was just the offense being less explosive than it was last year. Uh, and, you know, some of that has to do with the scheme, but I, I've been surprised by how yeah, little success they've had moving the ball downfield in terms of the way defenses are playing Justin Jefferson too. So that's a team where I think the record maybe doesn't quite reflect the underlying metrics. And I'll also add the defenses. It has not been playing super well either. And when you just sort of project forward deep down the road, like, so when we do power rankings on a, on a weekly basis, no surprise, it's Buffalo, it's Kansas City, it's Philadelphia, whatever order one might have those top yeah. three. Sort of been asking people randomly, who's your number four? Who would be your number four at this point? Well, my number four would be the Dallas Cowboys, um, just because I think that they have one of the, you know, three or four best defenses in the NFL. And I think as Dak Prescott gets more comfortable, um, this offense is going to be more explosive than they've been. You know, I'll be curious to see if they add any pieces, maybe a wide receiver around the trade deadline. But you know, the, what I like about them is they have something that is special, which is their pass rush. Um, you know, I would, I would also have considered the Bengals kind of rising into that tier, but the loss of Jamar Chase probably changes that formula. And then I would say the, another team to keep your eye on is the Baltimore Ravens, of course, winning last night, because that's another team where I think they're, you know, they have the special attributes. They have a young defense and a new scheme. Uh, and some also, you know, young players on that passing attack who really contributed last night. I could see them being better at the end of the year than they are now. Mina, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I know your schedule's busy. It might not be as busy today as other days, but thank you for making the time. We appreciate it. No problem. Bye, guys. Mina Kimes, everybody, from ESPN. How about that, Kelly? Mina making some time for it. Great stuff. Um, we got to slip in a pro tip. Otherwise, we'd still be talking to her. But we got to slip in the pro tip of the hour which really is oftentimes stated on the show. But Adam Burke, we were just talking to him about the World Series, sort of jogged this in our heads, which is, listen, sometimes the best bets are the bets not made. I know, we want to picks every day, tennis, baseball, football, whatever it is, but sometimes the best thing is your discretion. Remember, the book's biggest advantage is they have to post a number on everything. Your biggest advantage as a better is you get to pick and choose. So just because it's the World Series doesn't mean you have to make a bet. If you have conviction, that's another thing. But if you don't, hey... It's okay to steer clear. That's your VEASAN Pro Tip of the Hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Good luck with all your bets this weekend. The Lombardi line is next from VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.